Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 209, and it's titled, Why Women Fake Orgasms. Okay, you better listen to this one, guys, because women fake orgasms way more than you realize. So we're going to cover that. We're going to cover, you know, all the stats about how many women actually fake orgasms. We're going to cover all the reasons, or at least as many as we could think of, <laughs> why, why women... I'm sure some women will come up with some crazy reasons, but, but we thought of a decent list as to why women fake orgasms. We're also going to talk about how you can tell if a woman is faking an orgasm. And then what a woman should do instead of faking orgasms and what a man should do instead as well. So if you're a man and you find that your woman is faking orgasms, what can you do about that? So lots to talk about in this episode and we should just dive right in. But let's give a big shout out to our sponsors first. So if you are a man and you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. All right, so let's just dive in and start with, you know, do women really fake orgasms? So... <clears throat> Obviously, the answer to that is yes, but the question then becomes like, how often is this a common thing? So in doing research, we found three different studies, um, and, and some of them are older, some of them are more recent, so take them with a grain of salt. Uh, according to one study, 80% of the women involved had fake orgasm during sex, and 20% of participants reported that they fake orgasms. 90% of the time. All right, so 80% of the women have faked an orgasm at some point. Mm -hmm. And out of that, 20% said they fake it 90% of the time. What? Another study Ooh. showed 68% uh, of women reported that they had faked orgasms. And then there's a third study that found that 54% of women said they have faked orgasm, with 26% saying that they faked orgasm Every single time they have sex. Wow, 26%. So, I mean, the numbers vary. and Yeah, you know, but they're, they're all high, way high. Way too high, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a problem. I will say that I am part of the camp that has never faked an orgasm. Oh, I was going to ask you that question. I was going to totally put you on the spot and ask you if you've ever faked one. No. Because in doing so, I'm doing myself a disservice. Ah, yes. So, so that is something that we will talk about more later on when we talk about what women can do and why they should stop faking orgasms. So, so we'll get there. Um, so don't go too deep into it. But, I mean, you can give your own. No, I mean, ultimately, I'd rather have an awkward conversations or just have somebody with a bruised ego for a little bit rather than faking it. Because if I fake it, then the person I'm with thinks they did a good job. Therefore, they're going to repeat the very poor job they did thinking <laughs> it was a great job. And my result is going to stay the same. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, yes. right? So, you know, the more you fake it, the more you have to fake it. Yes. Right. So we'll get deeper into that later on. But let's, 
There was one other study that we found that was somewhat interesting as well. And it was one that was talking about attachment styles and how that relates to faking orgasms. And so it found that people with avoidant and anxious attachment reported that they faked orgasms, but for different reasons. So we're not going to go into attachment styles right now. If you are curious about what that means, please see our episode 133. We did a whole show. It's titled How Your Attachment Style Affects Your Relationship. And you can learn all about the different attachment styles there. But what was interesting is, is that the avoidant women tended to fake orgasms to end sexual intercourse sooner. Right. Well, of course, they're avoidant, right? (laughs) They're trying to avoid. (laughs) Where anxious women tended to fake orgasms in order to give a boost to their partner's egos. That makes sense, too. They're anxious, right? So (laughs) in both cases, the researchers noted avoidant and anxious women were more likely to fake orgasms than their securely attached counterparts as a strategy for avoiding negative emotions or negative emotional states. Okay, so... That's kind of leading us right into the reasons why women fake orgasms. So we've got, what do we got here? 11 reasons <laughs> why women fake orgasms. So we're going to give you each one and we're going to give you a little explanation as to why that might be. Some of them are going to be obvious, but some of them might, you might be like, wait, I, I don't quite understand that. So, Well, number one is to keep their partner. It's kind of the obvious. It's like if he is happy, then he's going to stay with me. Yeah, so that, that one's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Basically just trying to make him happy, make him feel good so that he'll stick around. Uh, number two, to sexually satisfy a partner. So, you know, there, there are a lot of men, and we'll talk about this when we get to what the men can do as well, but there are a lot of men that tie their self-worth uh, into their ability to make a woman orgasm. There, by the way, there are women that tie their self-worth and their ability to give men orgasms too, and those women tend to create men uh, with premature ejaculation. That, that's a whole other thing. It's, it's a slight aside, but you know, often when we're talking about gender things, sometimes it's important to just bring up that both sides often have the same <laughs> issues, but just a little bit different, right? Yeah. So, so in this particular case... Um, some men will not be satisfied unless they believe that their woman had an orgasm. See, you kind of know you're in trouble if, let's say you're with somebody new and the person's like, yeah, last time I had sex, I made her come nine times. Let's see if we can make it more for you today. And it's like, the woman might be like, okay, so number one, in this scenario, there's nothing about me. It's all about a competition with a woman I don't know about. And number two, it's all based on your performance and you don't even care about me. That's a really, really crazy situation. I know that as a guy, you're thinking, well, I want to impress her because I made her come nine times the other person. Well, and he's, he, and he's going to say, well, what do you mean I, I'm, I don't care about her? This is all about her. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is all about her. She's the one having nine orgasms. No, dude, it's all about you and your fucking ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, reason number three, faking for lack of a reason not to. Oh, this was an interesting one. Okay. So faking for lack of a reason not to. So there are basically women who will fake it just because they're like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, I mean, there's (laughs) there's no real reason not to, like I could, or I, I don't have to. But the thing there is, is 
they don't realize the harm that it's causing. And if they did realize that, then they probably wouldn't do it. But it was an interesting one. That, that, I, I didn't make that one up. I found that one on the internet, and uh, I think it was Psychology Today uh, where I found that. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Because to me, it's like, okay, there's different types of people in the world, right? There's people who make stuff happen, and there's people who just sit back and let stuff happen to them, right? So, you know, you might say like the go-getters and, and uh, whatever you want to call the other group. And I was reading this, and I'm like, faking for lack of a reason not to just sounded so unbelievably disempowering. <laughs> like, like, eh, you know, whatever. There's no really, I mean, yeah, you Maybe know. Maybe there's like, a great show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it just, it was interesting because I would think, and you know, well, you should be, and if you're not, you should try your best to change this, but... If you want to have great sex, you have to actively participate in it. And you, and you have to get up off your lazy ass and do something. And that, if that might mean learn some new skills. That might mean try really hard, pay attention really hard. And this goes for both men and women. This isn't just men. Men get a bad rap because they don't pay attention or they just go through the moon or whatever. But, you know, women will do the same thing too. Yeah. You ever have sex with a woman who just lied there the whole time and didn't do anything? Like, that's no fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, she is insecure because she does not have orgasms. This one probably is one of the most common yes. reasons. Women who are unable, for various reasons, to have orgasms, but don't want to admit that they're unable to have an orgasm. This is an interesting thing. Like, like obviously, like with a guy, the big thing, there's two things in the sexual arena you don't want to admit, that you can't get it up or you can't last long, right? Well, if you can't get it up, there's no hiding that, right? <laughs> and if you can't last it, there's no hiding that either, right? So, you know, th there's not a whole lot men can fake about that thing. But for women, on the women's side, one of the main sexual dysfunctions, especially, I mean, you see this a lot working with women, is the inability to orgasm. Especially with intercourse. And so a lot of women, numbers are really high. The amount of women who do not orgasm from intercourse, I think goes up to like 80%. Like it's really high. Um, and I think there's a combination both of a lack of understanding of their anatomy and uh, sometimes it could be a lack of compatibility, but mostly, you know, you can learn to become compatible. It's mostly a lack of communication and understanding and a lack of patience because most people think an orgasm should come in seconds and <laughs> we'll come back to that later. And when we teach our courses and have private clients. I was just teaching a client of mine the other week and I was telling her that it is normal that it could take up to 45 minutes. And she was like, what? <laughs> 45 minutes? I was like, absolutely. Yeah, and like 20 minutes is kind of bare minimum, 30 minutes, 45 minutes before you can get to that higher place. And we've covered this so many times on this show, right? But there were two big studies done. They're older now. I wish they would do newer ones. But there are two big studies done about how long it takes men on average, to orgasm it versus women. And I, I have these stats just imprinted on my brain because out of 209 episodes, I've probably shared them in over 100 of them because it comes up that often. I know, I'm like, please don't say them again, Kevin. No, <laughs> no, no. But it's relevant, and so we have to, which is that the average man in one study was lasted three to five minutes, in the other study, five to seven minutes. For women, it took 20 to 30 minutes. And honestly, our 
our personal experience, not just in our own sex life, but in coaching people, is that for women, it can take sometimes upwards of 40, 45 minutes. And so you can see that there's a huge disparity here. Why aren't women having orgasms when they're having intercourse, vaginal intercourse? Well, because he's done in 10 minutes and she's barely even warmed up yet. Yeah, and if he hasn't done a good job at warming her up before, then it might even take even more time. Right. So then, of course, with all the ego and all the other stuff, you can see why women might go, well, I didn't have an orgasm, but I guess I should just pretend that I had one. But we'll talk about why that's a big problem and why you shouldn't do it. Stop it. Stop it, ladies. (laughs) Just stop it. Why did it take number five? Uh, number five, because single women have less of a chance at orgasm to begin with. Now, this is an interesting one, too. So there was some research done where they discovered that women are half as likely to come during casual sex uh, as they are in relationships. So at a rate of about 40% versus 75%. So, you know, if you're a single woman and you're dating, you are a lot less likely to have an orgasm than if you're in a committed relationship. That's what the research shows. Now, some people may go, wow, why is that? I mean, this is so obvious. So and obvious. It, and it's really funny you're bringing this up because uh, one of our really good friends, she's in the dating world and she just started a new relationship. And, you know, because this is what we do, well, our friends tell us all the juicy details. She actually had an orgasm, I think, on their second date. And she was blown away by that because she did say exactly that, that it usually takes her much more time to feel comfortable and safe enough to open up with a stranger. Yeah, she said, and I actually had an orgasm, and that never happens, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's basically what she said. Yeah, because women need to feel safe. They need to feel connection. They need to be able to really let go and open up before they can access that orgasm. Now, of course, there are always going to be a few women who this does not apply for. They could meet a stranger on the street, have sex in the back of their car, and come in five minutes. Yes, it happens, but it's extremely rare. You are the outliers, not the average. (laughs) Number six, they have conditioned, sorry, they are conditioned to believe they should also have a happy ending. So sometimes it feels awkward if they don't. So they're thinking, well... If he's got his happy ending, might as well make mine happen. Let's go for it. Okay, first of all, nobody should be conditioned that sex has to end in a happy ending. And that goes for you too, men, mm-hmm. if you are listening, right? Your sex does not have to end with an ejaculation, especially if you know how to move energy, especially if you know how to separate orgasm from ejaculation. You can still have all kinds of amazing, mind-blowing sex where you can barely walk across the room to go pee after you're done without actually having an ejaculation. So nobody should have that expectation. But what's interesting is, is as we see the masculinization of women happening in our society, we also see some of the masculine expectations showing up in women's behavior also, Mm -hmm. which is that she has to have an orgasm, which really is not true. You know, I also want to talk maybe briefly addressing orgasms in terms of the flavors of orgasms. There are so many orgasms that we can have. Sometimes we have mind-blowing orgasms and screaming orgasms. Sometimes our whole bodies are shaking. Sometimes it's like a tingle. Sometimes it just feels like a deep release. 
but there's nothing else. Like, just like, I just had a great nap, per se. Like, I'm so relaxed. Um, there are so many ways to orgasm. And I think that the problem is both men and women only like one flavor. And they're like, I only want this type of orgasm. And therefore, if I don't have that, I miss the mark. But they're not even realizing that in the process, they may have had little mini waves, little bit of pleasure here and there. And they're missing out. Yeah, I think that two things are happening. One is they don't realize that there are different types of orgasms. So they think all that other stuff isn't actually an orgasm. Only mm -hmm. the big screaming eruption one is the actual orgasm, which simply isn't true. And the other thing is they tend to rank orgasms in a hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. And so they think the big, explosive, outward, screaming orgasm is the top of the food chain, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the... That is the goal all the time. And if we don't get there, it just wasn't as good as it could have been, which really isn't true. And, you know, there might be a few women listening who are like, well, yeah, really, if, if I don't have that, I, it was only okay. But you really have to learn to tune into the more subtle energies because, you know, lovemaking varies. It always varies. You're never going to find a guy or a girl who performs up to that level every single time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, it doesn't even happen in porn movies. They just can cut the shot and start over, right? You know, like... <laughs> um, so really, if you want to have amazing sex consistently, you have to redefine what amazing sex is. Well said. Number seven, they are tired. And they just want it to be over. Oh, this is probably the second most common reason. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, when are we going to talk about this big elephant in the room? The first one is, is she does an orgasm. The second one is, is she just wants to get it over with quickly. Mm -hmm. now, she doesn't really like it. Right. So, so this one says she's tired and wants to get it. But there could be, take that she's tired part out and replace it with 50 other things. Because there could be 50 other Bored. things in there that start you know, that, that, that are the beginning of this sentence that ends with just want it to be over. They're bored. They're tired. They're not attracted to him. He's no good in bed. Uh, there's too many things on their mind. The kids need whatever. Like, there is a huge list of reasons why she might want to just get it over with quickly. And therefore, she may orgasm so that you go, okay, I did a good job. And, you know, and here's another thing, too, is even if a guy has control over his orgasm, a lot of times what we'll do, and I admit I do this too, I'll say, okay, I can control my orgasm, but I'm not going to, like if I want to orgasm and or ejaculate, I'll say, well, I'm not going to do it until she does because I want to make sure that, you know, you're having a good experience and satisfied too. So I'll intentionally hold it back. Once I know that you've had some orgasms or at least you've gotten to a place where, you know, you feel really... Uh, happy and content with the lovemaking, then I might, I might let it go. And so um, just that idea of, yes, yeah, just sort of uh, basing whether or not I do on whether or not you do. Hmm. Yeah, I think for women, we don't have it as much in the sense that um, we can keep going. Multiples are, are easier once we know how. Uh, so there's not so much of like, Oh, I shouldn't come now because then mm, 
maybe he won't come later. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, so, no, it won't work. <laughs> no, but the thing is here is if, if, if she knows that he can do that, yeah. if she wants the sex to be over, she'll fake the orgasm True. so that he'll go ahead and have his orgasm and then the sex will be done and they can yep. move on. Because once, once he comes, then it's pretty much over at that point. It doesn't have to be, by the way, men. But for a lot of people, it is. And so she's been trained now that once he ejaculates, whew, we're done, we're out of here, right? So mm-hmm. she's going to... Speed things up so that happens, hmm. which of course then trains him to be a premature ejaculator. So ladies, don't do that either. <laughs> Number eight, they really, really, really like you, but they worry that if they ask you what they really want, it might turn you off. So they need something specific yeah. to orgasm. Talk that clit. <laughs> well, what she needs is different for different women. So it's not always the same. But she's going to need some stuff <laughs> in order to have an orgasm, but she might be afraid to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Again, this comes down to communication issue. Mm-hmm, Number mm-hmm. nine, if you're a new person that she's seeing, again, new dating, um, it could be positive conditioning since you did everything right, so you'll want to see her again. <laughs> yeah, that that does actually happen, you know, where... You know, she likes him and, you know, he's new and she wants to give his ego a little positive boost so that he'll want to come back. But, you know, number one, again, this is a bad behavior that you don't want to get in because then you might end up in a situation where you're going to have to continually fake it or you stop faking it at some point and then he goes, well, what's the matter? And then you're like, oh, crap. What do I tell him? Because nothing's a matter. It's the same as always. I was just faking it before, you know? <laughs> not not, not a situation you want to end up in. You kind of like gave number uh, 11, but let's do number 10. They're drunk and they're feeling theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this, uh, this is another one I read online and I thought oh, it was interesting. And I was like, um, I think that was like on Cosmo. That's totally the sort of thing you would find on Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmo, a source for um, good database. <laughs> well, not necessarily. However, we did, we did have the editor of Cosmo on, actually, and they did some good research. Remember, we, we had that episode. True. But what they are good at is just asking regular people. And regular people will come up with like some of the craziest shit you've ever heard, right? And so that this is one of those examples where like they're drunk and feeling theatrical. Like, yeah, maybe they're just in a mood and they're, you know, that loud drunk who just likes to be loud and obnoxious when they're drunk and they just overplay the role. <laughs> well, and last but not least, as our 11, you kind of talked about it, but they faked it that other time and now they're stuck. Or times. Exactly. Many times. Because now they're like, shit, I have to keep doing it or he's going to know. Something was wrong. How do we... Well, because what's going to happen is they're going to have to have a conversation at that point. Mm -hmm. And they want to avoid an uncomfortable and potentially difficult conversation. Now, she might be able to get away with it and say, well, I was orgasming, but I don't know. It's just something with me changed. He may or may not buy that. (laughs) But the reality is, is at some point you're going to have to have a conversation. Even if you don't admit that you were faking it, it's still going to be an uncomfortable conversation which you don't want to have to have. 
All right. Get okay. Me. So you want me to read the ad today? I do. Okay. Are you a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way that you used to? Are you tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you don't want to live a life of average? Then we invite you to our highly sexed power couple platinum program. Give us 90 days and we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and synced up. So basically what this is, you've heard this commercial a million times if you've listened to our show for any length of time. But basically what this is, is is our sort of top tier program where both Celine and I work with a couple, both people in the couple, where we work with both of them together, we work with each one of them individually, and we work out all the stuff that's going on in the relationship and get them back on track. Now, in some cases, it's people who've been together for a long time and have lost it and want to get back to where they used to be. But in some cases, we've had people who are, they're not even married yet. They're literally engaged to be married and the sex isn't working. And they want to fix that before they make this ultimate commitment. So it doesn't matter where you are uh, in, the, in the cycle of your relationship. If your sex life and your relationship isn't where you want it to be, then reach out to us because we can help you fix it. So go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion. That is CelineRemy.com forward slash passion to find out more about that. All right. Well, how do you know that she is faking an orgasm? Ha ha ha. This is not the easiest thing to tell, especially if she's good at it. But, but guys, if you are in tune, there are definitely some things that you could look for that you will notice if you're paying attention. So I'm going to give you the little secrets there. Her breathing rate hasn't changed. It's a little bit harder to fake that, but when you get closer to an orgasm, your breathing gets faster. Yeah, absolutely. Which is one of the things that we teach, you know, if if people are having trouble orgasming, we teach them how to increase their breath rate. And if they're orgasming too quickly, we teach them how to slow it down because they are connected. The breath is like the brakes or the accelerator, depending on how you use it. So she's like, (sighs) and then all of a sudden she goes, ah! right she just screams out of nowhere <laughs> that's a sign she 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 went from you know barely going anywhere to totally exploding that's a sign she might be faking it she isn't flushed or sweating because when you have a powerful orgasm there's a response that is tied up with the body and we can't really control that so now by the way, I, I really want to say that it's not like the real orgasm is only when she's like sweaty and clenching and all of this. There are, again, as I said earlier, multiple flavors of orgasms, okay? But this is something to, to be paying attention, especially the flushing on the cheeks and the uh, reddening of the lips, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a really good little sign. Her clitoris. Look at it. Is her clit engorged? Is her clit throbbing? Do you even know where it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't, make sure you go to powerandmastery.com. We'll teach you all about how to find it. Yeah, and we also teach you all of this, what we would call visual acuity stuff, right? Like how to pay attention to what's going on in her body with her face, uh, with her genitals, with her breathing, all these different things that you can look for to know where she's at and what she's, what she's up to in the moment. Now... The orgasm is over the top. That's another sign. Or her response time is like 30 seconds or less. You just like, I don't know, 
bit her ear or twisted her nipple and she's like, oh, you know, and you're like, okay, for some women, it might work. But let's face it, for most of us, it just doesn't. Well, yeah, and it, and even if it does in that moment, it's probably not something that would happen all the time. Like, you know, you're you're not that deep into the lovemaking yet and you grab her nipple or change angle or something. Like, yeah, that could set her off, but it's probably a one-off. Well, right? and there's also sometimes a fake it until you make it. So what you might think is an orgasm, it might just be her pleasure response of like, oh, I'm getting into it. Yeah. But I'm not there yet. But you're like, I did it. I scored. And you're like, ah. <laughs> hmm. Um, here's another thing. You want to look for vaginal contractions. Is her vagina contracting? Not on purpose, right? <laughs> well, so the difference in that is, it, if, even if a woman has trained her vaginal muscles and she's got them strong, she can squeeze them. She might even be able to flutter them if she's really mm-hmm. good. But the, what you feel during an orgasm, those involuntary contractions have a different flavor. They feel different than, and they're almost impossible to fake. They really are. Like you can feel the difference. If she's squeezing you, you're like, okay, yeah, I can tell you're intentionally squeezing me versus when you're orgasming and they're just firing off. That's like, boom, boom, boom. It's just a different feeling. You should be able to tell the difference. And then last but not least, her orgasm is cute and contained. Well, I'm putting this kind of with air quotes because I've had clients that were very quiet. I was very surprised at their response, at the orgasmic response. But at the same time, while they were still quiet, there was an arching of the back. There was a flushing happening. There was a breathing rate changing, even though they might have been like, just like this and not like the big, big loud moans. Um, So you have to think that for most orgasms, they kind of take us over. So if it's just like this very pretty scene, it's staged. If it seems too controlled, it is. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Because really an orgasm, whether you're a man or woman, is a state of complete loss of control. Like once you hit that actual orgasm, you tip over that 10 spot, you know, it's, it's no longer a controlled action. So if it seems controlled, it's probably not real. (laughs) Okay. So that's how you can tell if she's orgasming. Now, this, this last part of the show, we've broken it down into if a woman is faking orgasms, obviously we want you to stop right? Because this is not doing anybody any good. It's not doing you any good. It's not doing him any good. So what can you do instead? So we're going to break this down. What should a woman do instead? And then what should a man do instead? Because remember, sex is a partner activity in this case. Really? (laughs) Yes. That means both people have some input. Mm -hmm. Well, number one is communication. Okay. Um, The best way to talk about sex is not during sex. Probably not right after either, but it's best when you're both relaxed on the couch or in a place where you're just in a good place, you know, and there's some privacy, but you can start to talk about like how maybe you don't always have orgasms or how for you, it doesn't mean you're not enjoying it or, or what they mean, you know, or what, what you like. 
What what's <laughs> Yeah, so so number one on what should a woman do instead is communicate. Mm-hmm. Communicate, communicate. Tell your partner, hey, look, I don't always orgasm. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. Doesn't mean that you're not good. What you did for me last time that made me orgasm maybe just isn't working this time. Maybe I'm just too much in my head. Maybe who knows? So don't hang your your uh, ego, your self-worth or anything like that, your ability on whether or not I have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Just, just be upfront with that. And then, of course, um, well, actually, that flows into number two. Exactly. That's kind of why it went in. I was yeah. like, oh. Exactly. So number two, which is ask for what will really make you orgasm. So ask for what you want, you know. So we talked about reasons why women fake it, and one of them was because she was afraid to speak up and ask for what she really wanted mm-hmm. and needed. So here you have an opportunity to ask for what you want. It's really amazing when it comes to asking in the bedroom because so many people, both men and women, are so afraid so often to ask for what they want, what, what will really make them happy, what will really get them you know, going. And, and what's amazing to me about that is that you know, sex is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a pleasurable experience. You're supposed, it's supposed to be as awesome as it can be. Like, why wouldn't you just simply say, hey, here's what I need. Here's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, it could be simple things like, oh, keep, keep going at this. I love this move. Oh, that feels so great. Don't stop. Like, it doesn't mean, like, you don't have to be negative. Like, well, you shouldn't be negative. You should be positive and reinforcing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do it. You know, like you said, during the moment, which is positively reinforcing the things they're doing that are good. Mm-hmm. But this, you should also be having this conversation outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. which is like, hey, you know what? The next time we have sex, what would really do it for me is if you do this. Or let's try that and see how it works. Yeah. Because sometimes it sounds better in our head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always say, uh, don't be afraid to fail, you know? Yes. So try stuff. Number three, maybe he isn't up to the job. And so as a woman, it is your responsibility to help him learn how to be better. So you can send him to powerandmastery.com. You can show and tell him what you like. Give him an anatomy crash course. Show him the things. Yeah, you know, I mean, just because a woman doesn't own a penis doesn't mean that she doesn't know how to use one in a sense that, you know, I mean, I, I've had sex with women who were Tantra teachers before, and they have good things to share. Like, either they've had sex with a fair number of people and have learned, or, you know, they've done the, the studying to know, you know, what works. And so don't be afraid if you're a woman and you have knowledge to share about how he could be better. Obviously, you have to do it delicately. You don't <laughs> want to insult him and bruise his ego. I'm sure you can find ways to do it. But... If he's not doing it for you and you're invested in this relationship, obviously, if it's somebody you just met and the sex isn't good and, you know, there are other complicating factors, maybe they're just not the right person for you. But otherwise, help him. Help him be better. It, you know, whatever little ego bruising he gets in the, in the beginning will be totally taken care of later on when he learns and he starts doing you the way that you want to be done and you start returning it in love, affection, and orgasms. Oh, yeah. 
you got to learn to relax into the lovemaking. If you can't relax and let go and surrender, you can't have orgasms. And this is something this is something you have to do for yourself. I know people say I made her orgasm, but really having an orgasm is a change of state and it's a place you go by yourself. Some people can facilitate it, but it's still an internal job. So you got to learn how can you get there? How can you get out of your head? How can you get into your body? How can you surrender and let go? Yeah, so basically what we're saying here is if you're a woman and you're faking orgasms, you're faking orgasms because you're not having real orgasms, and what you really need to do is learn how to have a real orgasm, especially if you're in one of those most common categories where you're faking it because you just don't have access to your orgasms, which mm -hmm. is very common these days. So you got to learn. you got to learn how to access your orgasm. And in learning, there's also learning and strengthening your pelvic floor muscles because which... orgasms are rhythmical contractions of your pelvic floor muscles. If you have toned muscles, you have a good orgasmic response. If you have untoned muscles, it's going to be harder. And some women who have really developed their pelvic floor muscles can actually make themselves orgasm just by squeezing those muscles. Mm -hmm. Think about that. If you're having trouble orgasming, realize that you don't even have to touch your clit. You don't have to hit your G-spot. You don't have to do anything. You could literally just sit there and squeeze your muscles to an orgasm. Squeeze and relax. Yes. <laughs> so that might be something you may want to learn how to do. And you know, here's the thing. If you don't know how to orgasm on your own, um, you can't expect to do it with a partner. Well, that's true. The learning starts, you, you, you learn how to access your orgasm by yourself first. Yes. And then once you've learned how to do that, then you learn to take it into the bedroom and access it there as well. Well, and there's a couple of things. Uh, the couple of things that we'll talk about is if you have any repressed trauma that is in the way of your orgasms, you want to address that. So you might want to do like um, de-armoring and yoni massage and things like that just to help to, to release. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, that's the next one on the list, which is the heal repressed trauma. And so that's usually, as we were just talking about, you know, you, you learn to access it on your own first. That's what we're talking about here is you do the work on your own. You learn how to get there, how to do all that stuff, whether it's the uh, de-armoring or the, um, you know, there's a bunch of practices that, that you uh, do with women and teach women how to release that trauma that gets stored there so that you then have access to the orgasms. You remove the junk that's in the way so that you can get to it. And last but not least, take the matter in your own hands. Use that clit. Whatever you need to do, don't just lay there. Use that clit, use that wand. Uh, if you're not on our email list, you should be. Uh, we send out emails uh, every week. Um, one, some of them are our content, but some of them are really great products that you can use. There, there, we have so many great affiliates for like amazing wands and G-spot stimulation. And, you know, we've just partnered with a couple of new companies that have these really amazing high-end vibrators and like all this stuff. Like if you're not accessing your orgasm, there's no excuse. There's a million things out there. You can work with Celine. You can buy products from our affiliates that will, that will help you. Just do something. Take, <laughs> take the matter into your own hands, literally. <laughs> okay. So that's some stuff that a woman can do. So if you are a woman and you're faking orgasms, 
there are a whole bunch of things that you can do to help you have real orgasms so that you no longer have to fake them. Now, what if you're a man and she's faking orgasms? Because, you know, like we said, this is a partner activity. There might be some stuff that she's doing on her end that's not allowing her to access her orgasms, but there might be some stuff you're doing on your end that is not allowing her to access her orgasms. So there's some stuff you too can do as a man. Number one, stop pressuring her to have an orgasm. How many times have we said on this show, <laughs> a woman needs to be relaxed to have an orgasm? She absolutely has to be relaxed. She's never going to be relaxed if there's pressure on her that she has to have an orgasm. Yeah, absolutely. Stop it's it. huge. Just stop it. <laughs> Number two, don't tie your self-worth to her orgasms. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that, that guys do this. Look, women are like this black box enigma when it comes to a lot of things, <laughs> no matter how well we think we might understand them. But orgasms are one of them. There's so many things that can influence her orgasm. And half of them, maybe 75% of them have nothing to do with you, right? So don't tie it to your self-worth. Why would you tie your self-worth or how you feel about yourself or how you feel about your abilities in the bedroom to something that has nothing to do with you? Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> Number three, learn to be better in bed, especially last longer. All right, so, you know, we've talked about this so many times, and we talked about it again at the beginning of the show, but she needs more time. She needs more time. You have to be able to go the distance. And, you know, that's only part of it, too, like learn foreplay, right? So in our Power and Mastery program, we teach you intimacy beforehand, during, after. We teach constant state of arousal. There's all these things, you know, there's learning how to give good oral sex. There's learning how to use your hands and fingers. There's a lot of stuff that you could learn that can help her get to those orgasms faster. Number four, ask her how she likes to be touched. When in doubt, just ask her. She, she most likely will know. There are cases where she doesn't really know. And if she doesn't know, that's okay. Say, okay, well, if you don't know, I'm just going to try some stuff and let's see what happens. And if what you're trying isn't working, try something else. And if that isn't working, try something else. You know, and make it a game, you know, like when, you know, maybe you could be like hot, warm or cold when you touch, you know. Sure. So like she's like, oh. You know, what, what I find funny is sometimes guys get... Uh, annoyed at like, I'm doing this and it's not working. Damn it. Let me try. Oh, come on. This isn't working. <laughs> I, I, I see it more as a game. I'm like, hmm, what else could, what else could I do? What could I come up with here? Like, hmm, I wonder if this will work. Like, <laughs> oh, let's try it. You know? Uh, all right. Not so good. But what if I did this? You know, I, I don't know. I think it's fun to experiment and try different stuff. Don't be a jackhammer. <laughs> don't be a jackhammer. I have to say that. I'm sorry. This is his, I mean, while sometimes we like to be pounded straight like a jackhammer, it's not the way to orgasms for most women. So don't stick to this one move. No. So, but you know, this is an interesting one because sometimes be a jackhammer and sometimes don't be a jackhammer. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, don't be a jackhammer. But meaning, never be a jackass. <laughs> don't ever be a jackass. Meaning that a lot of guys think the way to make a woman come is to just be a jackhammer pounder. But if she's not in the mood for it, it's absolutely not going to work. It's going to shut her down and it's going to bring about the opposite result. However, if she is in the mood for pounding 
and you are doing the jackhammer move because sometimes there is a time and a place for that. And you see her breathing is picking up and she's getting closer. In that case, don't stop because women love rhythmic motions to help them achieve orgasm. So in that case, be a jackhammer. But outside of that, don't. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two more points for you. Be patient. Remember, we talked how we need so much more time than you think we need. Be patient with us, really. And then above all, make it about her and not about your performance. Make it about her pleasure. Like, don't make it about, well, she didn't do this, so that means that about me. No, don't take it personally. Make it about her, do your best, and that's that. Performance is always about the audience. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is. And if it's not, then you're not a very good performer. What do I mean by that? I'm going to use a quick analogy here, and then we're going to wrap up the show. But have you ever seen uh, a musician who gets up on stage and just is just ripping it, but paying no attention to the audience whatsoever, and he's just up there doing his own thing? Maybe he's a guitar player. I use a lot of those analogies because I am a guitar player, but he's up there like ripping through, shredding scales, and doing all this stuff, and it's like... Wow, yeah, that shows that you are amazingly talented. And meanwhile, the audience is bored out of their fucking minds and nobody's moving and they're all just sitting there. And like there's a few geeks who are super impressed by it and everybody else is like, uh. then you might have somebody come up, a different performer, and plays a simple blues scale. Nothing fancy about it at all. They probably didn't use any more than five notes. And they probably didn't use any more than five notes in like, you know, 30 seconds. <laughs> and it moves people. And they're like, whoa, right? It's because they're not up there to be, look at me and look at what I can do. They're up there to evoke an emotion in you, the audience. And that's what a great performance is. So now if you take that idea and bring it into the bedroom, it's the same thing. It's not about as a guy, you know, how many thrusts you can do and how fast you can go and how long you can last or how many orgasms you can make her. Because if you're doing all of that and you're not paying attention to her and how this experience is affecting her, then it's all a waste of time anyway, right? So if you really truly want to have that mind-blowing sex that we talk about all the time, then the way to do that is to really move the other person, move them emotionally, move them physically, right? That's how you have that kind of sex. I'm just nodding with my head, so <laughs> silently moving. I've turned her into a bubblehead. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, might be able to use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So there you go. That's what we have for you on, uh, you know, why women fake orgasms and what to do about it. We hope that was helpful and informational. If you are a woman who's faking an orgasm, remember, stop. Do the other positive things instead. If you're a man and you find out your woman's faking, find out how you can do better. Find out what she needs because there's no reason why anybody should be faking orgasms. 98% of the world that we live in is fake. Everything you see on TV is fake, and magazines is fake, and newspapers is fake. Politicians, everything they say is fake. Everything is fake in this world. Sex should be real. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye.
We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>